Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to WP Tonic. It's episode 306. It's our roundtable show on June 29th. 2018. I've got a rather lively panel. Um, I'm sure some people will Hello. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Um, yes, we have missed Julie. Yes, yeah. back. Back again. We've got a mischief and very lively panel and we're going to be discussing some uh, news stories and stories that we just found generally interesting. I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves. I'm going to start with John John, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? John Locke of Sacktown. And uh, basically, I do SEO for industrial and manufacturing. There you go. Here we go. And Sally, would you like to introduce yourself? Certainly. My name is Sally Getch, and my business is WP Fangirl. I build custom sites for growing businesses and nonprofits, and I'm the organizer of the East Bay WordPress Meetup in Oakland, California. And ADD Kitty has just joined us. Oh, hey. it would be the same with ADD Kitty. Um, and Lee, Lee Jackson. Hello. Yes, my name is Lee Jackson. I am the founder of Angled Crown. We build WordPress themes from design agencies, designs, and I'm also the host of the Agency Trailblazer podcast. And a very great podcast it is. Thank you. Anyway. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. And on fire. Mm. <laughs> we're about to launch 60 episodes in a row, by the way, guys. Woo. Nice. We're about to go crazy. We're into, uh, well, I'll tell you later. Ask me about it later. I'll tell you. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sorry, yeah. this is not a, an advertorial. I apologize. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, before we go into the main stories um, that we're going to be discussing, I'd like to mention one of our sponsors, and that's Kinster Hosting. Um, if you're looking for great hosting for yourself or for your clients, I cannot recommend Kinster more than I've been doing. And I've been recommending it, singing their praises all over the internet. And, um, and I do it because I actually, not just because they're a sponsor of the show, I actually are really, really very, very happy with their hosting of the WP Tonic website and some of my own clients' websites. It's just Friggin' amazing. Um, really, they're big enough to have all the bells and whistles, but small enough to still care. And I made up that catchphrase, and that, I think they should use it myself, but there we go. Uh, um, and what can I say? You've got staging site. All, you can choose all the latest versions of PHP. The interface is superb. And it's just amazing. Just amazing. So if that sounds interesting, go to the WP Tonic website and use one of the affiliate links and you'll be helping yourself get some really fantastic hosting for yourself or your clients and also you'll be helping the show. Um, we've had another um, great member of uh, Adam from WP Craft to join us and he looks very puzzled. He looks extremely... Is he even listening? I don't think, I don't think he's got sound, has he? Oh, I well, don't know. Don't know. Looks, have you got sound, Dad? Or are you just looking puzzled? No, I don't even know if he's on. I'm just praying it's not No Pants Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks. He looks so puzzled. He enjoyed us when he's sorting out his. He's, he's sorting out his OBS. That's what I just did a second ago. I put OBS camera on with all my logos and everything. That's what oh, he's, he's got audio yeah. problems. He says in chat he's got audio problems. Oh, poor, poor guy. But he's looking darn handsome. Yeah, he does. He looks, he looks a beast, doesn't he? Uh, um, so, uh, um, yeah, let's get started. Yes. Totally lose. You're terrible, Lee. You know that. You're bloody shocking. Uh, let's get the first story going. WP Engine requires Studio Press. Who wants to start with this? Acquires. Yes, uh, uh, although they may require some things also. Uh, so yes, I, I, uh, I woke up this morning and, and this was all over uh, 
kind of uh, everything, um, including, of course, the uh, Genesis Slack team. Uh, and, uh, you know, I work with Genesis and I spend a lot of time in that uh, Genesis Slack and I had no idea this was happening. Although, as, as we've discovered before, I'm not very good at predicting these things. And, um, you know, once I started thinking about it, it seemed to make more sense because, uh, Studio Press has experienced with a variety of, of uh, hosted solutions uh, for websites to um, accompany their theme business. Uh, and, you know, they obviously never quite latched on to, to the correct formula because, you know, it, 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 they just kept replacing it with something. And then, you know, the Rainmaker part of the business went away in, in 2017. And, um, you know, merge with another marketing company and, and sort of, I'm not sure. I mean, they've still got a website up there, but but from what I've read, you know, I don't really know what's happened to that. Um, and <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I think it makes sense from the studio press angle there. Uh, we have seen hosting companies acquire different sorts of things, although... Uh, I think both the Woo themes and the iThemes acquisition had a lot more to do with uh, plugins than with themes. Um, I do think that this will um, probably help in terms of things like, you know, creating the new improved Gutenberg uh, compatible uh, version of uh, Genesis, but uh, you know, there's been a, there's been a lot of flap about it, but a a mostly positive response. Uh, and um, you know, until I until I see something uh, uh, something dramatically awful happening, uh, uh, I'm going to uh, look at it positively. I would agree there. I, I think um, well, it says that they're going to heavily invest. So as soon as I see that, I'm happy. I'm easily I'm easily bought when it comes to uh, getting some extra developers in there, etc. Um, I think for WP Engine, it's also a massive PR thing, isn't it? I mean, they're already getting everybody talking about them for a start off. Um, this this whole area, there's a massive yeah, community don't talk around. About them. Talk about Kinsta, folks. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a massive community around what they've purchased. So, and if they are going to continue to heavily invest, it's uh, it is a very good PR. Uh, it's a very good PR thing. It's like, I mean, GoDaddy have such a bad rap for years, and then. You notice they slowly started to purchase different WordPress services, uh, WordPress-related things, and yes, I, well, they, they started to do a bunch of other stuff too. To yeah, exactly. And, and slowly but surely, they've been pulling back some of that negative uh, press that they've had and started to gain some new fans. I, I think they've still a long way to go. So, well, yeah, if they could just get their hosting in order yeah, now. Well, that would be great, wouldn't it? If they could, but uh, I mean, well, WP, that, that is the fundamental uh, problem. Sorry, sorry. no worries. But they never sorted out the fundamental product. Um, I'm not even sure. Yeah, I can't understand why they bought it. Yeah, Well, I'm going to jump in. I think this is why they bought it. I think that what you're going to see is in the fall, they're planning to offer Genesis themes to all their WP Engine uh, customers, which, uh, you know, I was talking in Facebook with somebody else. They said, yeah, and they're still going to need a developer to make any, like, changes which is absolutely true. Genesis is not for uh, newbie people, but it'll give people a starting point. I think it'll be a value add. Maybe you'll see WP Engine make a price adjustment to their plans uh, in in the wake of that. That might happen. Think of it as like a more upscale Mojo marketplace. But Right. Well, you you also have yeah. the fact that you know WP Engine has just been you know rebranding itself as like your you know digital experience platform. Oh, like, hello, what's that when it's at home? <laughs> um, but uh, you know they they are aiming themselves at the kind of of clients for whom Genesis is suitable because those are the kind of clients who want custom work yeah. done for them Look and not those. the ones who want to do the DIY <laughs> approach. <laughs> I don't know if my audio is jacked up. Am I okay before I say yeah, anything? Yeah, you got your Jump second. in, man. Jump in. Okay. I was going to say the the kind of people that use Genesis, they're going to use the host that they're going to use just because XYZ company bought it. They're not going to say, oh, I'm going to go with that company now. They go with who they go with. And they are tending to, to choose more premium and premium type of hosting providers like a Kinsta or even a WP Engine. So, 
So you figure these people, they're either already using WP Engine or they're, they, they, they're, they make up their own mind. You know, I don't think Genesis offered for free pushes a needle anywhere. That's why this thing is so baffling. Maybe Mendel will have some insight because oh, yes. he yes. works Mendel. with GoDaddy, right? Yes, can you yeah. tell us, did you actually try and buy it, Mendel? Did, <laughs> Adam, did Adam GoDaddy really, actually bid for it? Is like, Adam never, really here? Yes, he is. Well, like he looks, he looks like a a caricature of the real Adam. Yeah, the, yeah like, there is sort of a sort of a bobblehead uh, <laughs> effect on the camera. Oh God, children, please be civil. Uh, um, come on, Mendel, are you going to give us a scoop? Did did the GoDaddy Empire try and buy it? And got got beaten to the draw, did they? Uh, I think I think that Genesis is is interesting. Oh, you're not going to answer uh, my question, are you? You're going to just well, I, I don't think that's Mendel's part of the business. With, uh, with WP Engine, um, I, like I, I think I think that's an interesting. Um, it's an interesting play. It, it 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 seems it seems like an odd move considering how popular um like builders are right uh it's it seems like the 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 landscape is moving towards builders and um and away from frameworks and so i wonder why they did it if it was for customers or if it was for um if it were it was for like love of the community or, or um, like, like what exactly it was. It's also kind of interesting because WP engine positions themselves as a mid market to enterprise solution um, for hosting. And that doesn't strike me as the same people that use Genesis. I don't, I don't imagine that Genesis is being used on, on a lot of enterprise projects. I would assume that it was probably, um, a bit more, a bit more custom when it comes to theming some of those enterprise projects, but I might be totally wrong. I, I guess. Um, well, I think. See, see, the thing is, the 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 people who develop with Genesis, like me, tend to have clients who are in the mid market to enterprise range, right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of. So, which is a little. Sally's breaking up for me. Sally's, oh, yeah. Sally's buffering. Yeah, she's um, buffered. She's buffered. So, obviously, she's buffered. obviously, the gods didn't like the gods didn't like what she was. Saying. I guess. I guess it's not. Good, no, now it's, I it's get a word in. Com, so. Comcast is 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 being funky, but uh, maybe uh, they tried to buy Genesis. Uh, oh God, I don't know. I you know. It's, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, obviously, uh, Benjamin yeah. wouldn't answer my question because that answered it. Obviously, GoDaddy did try and buy it. And <laughs> <laughs> the bunch. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? Um, I just want to quickly say, um, I kind of partly agree what you were saying, Sally, and I partly agree what Adam was saying, but I, I think the only thing, Adam, is I, I think it was a real play to the developer community that are really very vocal and that use um, the Genesis framework. And it was just... Uh, it's just a, a mythology to really get more into that developer group. And let's face it, Adam, it, their staging site and the original kind of features that they must be praised for, they kind of did have a couple of elements that were really original, Adam, in their hosting packaging, um, which really appealed to, to developers. And they were the main ones that really, I feel, really pushed WP Engine when it entered the market very quite effectively for the um, for what it was. What do you reckon, Adam? Am I just talking crap? Or? I, well, you know, this one's so baffling, you know. Um, you guys can hear me, right? It didn't mm-hmm. like do the switching. Sorry, I, I'm just rusty. You just, you, you just um, cannot resist playing with your knobs, can you? <laughs> Well, so, so here's the thing, you know, um, GoDaddy bought a bunch of companies, but those all kind of made sense, right? They bought companies to enhance the service offering. 
which was to manage multiple websites very easily, to, uh, what was it, to secure uh, or to remove malware and, and keep things secure. Those all made sense to me. This makes no sense to me. People, agencies are going to use what they're going to use. It's hard to say this is free. I, I just don't see it at all. And I don't see like, you know, for, I was thinking maybe the buyer list, right? You know, they want this list of customers and all that. But why would they do that? These guys are easy to find anyway. You know what I mean? And then they made mention in their article about their Facebook group. I'm like, did you buy this company for a 10,000 member Facebook group? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Deadly. right. The price was right. What about yeah. you, Lee? <laughs> no, I, I think it, this goes full circle as far as I'm concerned. Back, I did mention it earlier, PR. Uh, I think a lot of this is PR. Um, <clears throat> but also, I think, Jonathan, you you kind of hit the nail on the head with regards to encouraging the, the sort of people that are using the Genesis framework, using these sorts of themes or involved in it are very developer-centric. And the WP Engine framework, obviously, Kinsta is amazing, but WP Engine itself is also really cool because of all the dev tools. Oh, Kinsta is better. To do <laughs> staging, et cetera, et cetera. So if there is that sort of link, uh, you know, do they have all this extra traffic they can drive? You know, and uh, yeah, WP Engine are very easy to find. I'm on a one uh, I've, I've got Jonathan, I've got an opinion that I, I have to give because I mm-hmm. think, and Sally's going to hate me for it, but it's going to be... This is going to be good because it's going to be controversial and it's going to be messed up and you guys, everybody's going to hate me for it. Nah. Um, I, I, love, I love you, Ben, even though you wouldn't sponsor me. I still love you. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I, I am by no means going to personally hate you, Randall. I love, I love, um, I, I, want to, I want to make this clear. I love all of the businesses that have, have made their, made their livelihood, uh, being a part of the community. And I think that Genesis is one of those um, uh, uh, frameworks that has, um, that has done that. Okay. So, so, so I want to, I want to say that first off, right. Um, But um, I think frameworks are dead. Uh, I think frameworks um, uh, there, there are two new frameworks and those, those frameworks for theming, are um, uh, the the um, the native WordPress uh, theming ecosystem, which is now becoming more and more related to uh, Gutenberg um, on the user end, um, and then theming um, theming on the back end, and um, and builders. Right, builders increasingly have more hooks; they have more opportunities to. Um, uh, create custom customization within themes um, that can be done with a much easier user interface. Um, they're becoming leaner. Uh, they're they're becoming easier to use, uh, and they're becoming easier to add on to. So I, I think I think frameworks are 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 toast, uh, and the new framework is um, is 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 builders or just intense um, custom work done with uh, like the existing theming tools uh, for, for WordPress and, and Gutenberg. Yeah, but um, I see where you're coming. Um, I, well, basically, I fundamentally disagree with you, Mendel, but I, I can see where you come from. You know, I actually kind of agree with him. I agree with him. There was nothing in that that made me feel shocked. I'll shut up and let Jonathan... Let me, let me finish, you pack of dogs. <laughs> you invited us, mate, and you know what we're like. So. Yeah, I know, I do. Uh, I get what I deserve, don't I? But there we are. Um, the reason why I fundamentally disagree in some ways, but I do understand where you're coming from, you know, um, is that, you know, obviously we had a, another our, our great regular panelist, Morton, last week, and he's just built a new framework for Word, WordPress. And um, I don't agree with everything uh, Morton says, but he's definitely no fool. And he spent six months um, of a considerable part of his life to build a, a new um, fr- framework. So I don't think he would have done that unless he... But I, the reason why I don't totally disagree with you, Mendel, which I should have said at the beginning, is that this kind of DIY, maybe advertising agency type um, user base, they, they're, they're 
going to go to page builder. But then the Ashta, the Ashta theme is a perfect example. What is the Ashta theme? Because it, it is kind of, it is a theme, but also really for a lot of people, it's become a kind of quasar framework. So um, you get a lot of themes that in the end morph into kind of quasar framework. And then... Yeah, Astra is a really great theme to use with uh, builders. They, I disagree. Uh, oh, I really it, it is, is a framework that you use with builders. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. So it's a kind of quasar framework in its own right because they've built it out so much. But I know... People like Sally and those that are doing a lot of custom work, you know, they're building a site, multiple sites up, and they're in that, they're not uh, a graphic designer type working for a marketing agency. They're a real developer like John and Sally, and they're building either in um, four marketing agencies as subcontractors, or they're building full custom design for clients like Lee like Sally, like John, um, they they have a framework. Either they've built a framework themselves or they use something like Genesis. Right. And, you know, I, I do actually use page builders to some degree on the sites that I build in. Oh, you agree with what I've just said, actually. I, so. Oh, yes. I think, I, I think you're fairly on it because, you know, page builders have a place and Gutenberg definitely has a place. Uh, and, um, you know, I like Genesis a lot, but, uh, uh, it, you know, that doesn't mean it's the only thing that's useful. I'm curious to look at, at you know, WP rig that, that, uh, Morton has has brought out. A lot. I know a lot of Genesis people who experiment uh, around, um, you know. And I also know that if I'm building a custom site for a client, I tend to want to include, you know, what that client needs and not too much extra. But I also want to give them, you know, a degree of freedom to, uh, you know, be creative with their layouts. And there are ways in which, you know, doing it with uh, Beaver Builder or doing it uh, with um, Elementor uh, is going to be a better experience for them than my spending the time to create something that works in a, in a similar sort of way with ACF or with, yeah. and, and no, you know, wanna, I, 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 the, I the point wanna... of a custom site is to make it good for your client. Yeah. So um, if the builder is better for the client, that's what you use. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt again. I, I normally don't, but it's just also the thing. The thing that kept Genesis going is not the code based anymore. It's also this, and also Astra has it as well um, with their pro version. Um, with because with the Astra, you've got this library of themes that you can with one click you can you know produce, and then you can um, edit. Um, really, that was the strength. That's what's kept. Genesis going, it's not the code. The, you know, obviously, you learn the Genesis way and then you stick with it because you've learned this way, which isn't the vanilla WordPress way. Um, that's quite, it was done, which is quite clever. But also, you got the these, you have got a library of themes from Studio Press and also from third parties. So, if you want to do a semi a custom job. You got that option. And that appealed a lot to the uh, Genesis Studio Press community as well. Um, so there's a lot, there's a fair few factors here, yeah. but you know. And, um, and many of the new ones involve, include much more in the way of customizer options and, and, and things. You know, some of the child themes are, are, are very nice. I have mm. no idea how much of Studio Press's business is in, you know, uh, individuals who buy child themes. Uh, I think a lot of it is, however, driven by uh, developers and, and implementers who, uh, you know, are, are accustomed to uh, to working with it and say, well, here I bought the whole uh, package of, of child themes. This one looks like a, you know, a, a, a good fit for my client. Um, yeah, but they're all selling up all these people that really started off, started in the early days of WordPress and have built something. They're all selling out, you know, from iThemes to Studio Press. That's what that. happens. That's what happens in every industry is that you get consolidation. It's called but at least with iThemes, right? They had a SaaS. They had real developers that were really developing things. Uh, 
Genesis had like one update a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like what are they, what was really acquired? They've, was they've, really they've, just, actually, they, I mean, they, they add quite a few themes, but there are a number of updates. No, the crowd themes are different. I'm talking about like actually the core, the, 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 improvements to the framework. They, they do add child themes, but do they even add them themselves? That's like really just the designer. Some, some of them are third party. party Many of them are, 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 um, you know, core studio press and you follow that Genesis contributions, uh, on, on GitHub, they're working on it continuously. There are various updates to the, to the main framework, uh, and the, and the parent theme and See, you know, I think, I think few the, versions I, of the, 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 yeah. uh, you know, kind of starter yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, child theme. Um, yeah, I think the big strength of Genesis was that um, I was never really me and my dev. Well, my, one of my lead developers is knows a ton about Genesis, but I was never really into the Genesis ecosystem. That, but I've got to say, I, I would prefer to work with Genesis and Studio Press than some of these themes that you got from certain um, certain sources like Forest or something, uh, um, uh, you know, kind of your, your head kind of like dropped down when you knew that they got one of these Swiss Army knife concoctions, you know. Uh, compared to that, I'll, I'll work with Genesis any day. Um, so that's what I've got to say. I think the, um, the actual... Um, panelists look like they're going to drop off to sleep actually some of them um uh, so we get on to it that's a sign i've got to get on to the other story you got you got the wisp oh you've got that feeling you need whiskey now actually lee or no, i'm still on the coke zero you're still, still on the coke zero but right like sponsored by coke zero yeah you just wait to this next story and then you, you're gonna need a whiskey uh um, so um instagram launches igtv app for creators one yes, hour video uploads. What do you reckon about this one, Adam? What do you reckon? There's well, one right. Are you going to become uh, an Instagram, you know, with 100,000 followers? Uh, you know, does it appeal to you? You know, for people that really um, already have an Instagram following and they're very active on Instagram and people that are interested in Instagram, obviously Instagram's huge. Um, I think it's great that that you can now make these videos and put them there. Uh, longer format videos. You used to, I think you used to be able to have short videos. Now you can have longer videos. But no one's going to Google and searching something and an Instagram video is popping up. So as far as I'm concerned from a, uh, what I accomplish and what most people use, for what most people use YouTube for, it, Instagram makes no sense. Um, uh, in that regard, but what it does make sense is providing content to an audience you already have there. Something I don't have, but there's a lot of personalities like Lee Jackson that might have a million followers there on Instagram and he might want to have that easy way of getting to them. But how many easy ways do we need to get to people? You know, I've, I've got, you know, uh, I, I, I try to spread things out, but most of my actions on YouTube. So I, do my YouTube lives. You were actually on a YouTube live the other day. It was an hour and 40 minutes. It's a way of connecting to people. Yeah, I, thought but- you did a, I thought you covered some fantastic stuff, actually. Um, I think my my bad spelling and my contribution just kind of confused you. But uh, um, but no, um, I thought you had a great discussion here. I think, um, what do you reckon, Lee? What do you reckon about this? Well, I'm, I'm happy that Adam doesn't like IGTV because he's owned That's YouTube. So I've I've just I've given up on YouTube. No, I'm joking. But uh, yeah, for for me, it, Adam's got a point. The biggest, well, the second biggest search engine is YouTube. So you know that's where most people are going for help and information. And Adam's audience need help and information, and he does an amazing job at it. And that's exactly where Adam needs to be. I mean, he could, if he wanted to, annoyingly have to repurpose videos. Like I've repurposed a video here on IGTV just to see what happened. But right now, you know, I've only got 800, 900 following 
Uh, 27 views, a little bit disappointing. Three comments, though, which is kind of nice. But it's obviously very early days. For me, my audience are design agencies who are very visual, and they spend a lot of time on Instagram. And I only realized that like a few weeks ago, like an idiot, not using Instagram for years. Uh, so I've been putting a lot of effort into Instagram. So for me, I'm well excited by it. And I also think all the cool kids, like all the young kids, who are learning things about personal branding and realizing that they can share thoughts and opinions, etc., I think it's going to be a great space for them. And then you've got people like Gary Vee who've got a million people working for them. You know, he'll be all over that as well. So you'll get a lot of the influencers on there. And I'm already seeing IGTV full of influencers that I know just appearing and sharing kind of 10, 20 minute long videos that I'm watching and listening to. So there's definitely a market for it. But um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, will it be like Vine and then die a death in the near future? I don't know. I don't think that, actually. No, pro- probably not. But yeah, I mean, I, I heard a discussion recently about, you know, our, our Instagram video is going to be a, you know, a, 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 a a good thing for brands and it's like well it kind of depends on your brand doesn't it you know if your if your yeah. customers are on instagram uh then it, it might be a good thing and yes you know you're gonna need to make vertical videos for it and you can't just necessarily repurpose what you're doing uh, elsewhere but for the for the people who are already there or who are starting to get into it because they've realized that they're you know that their audience is there uh, then obviously it can it can be a useful tool yeah, I, I agree because um, Lee, you did um, you did a podcast where you were talking about your social media and you've been looking at your analytics, and I thought it was a great podcast episode actually, Lee. And oh, where I confessed I've screwed up my social media for the last year. Well, okay. I just think you were telling <laughs> the realities of the situation that, that you gave a little insight, and I yeah. thought it was a great episode actually. Um, and there have been some other people I've been listening to. I've come to the conclusion that if you, you've got to find where your audience is, and at the most, you can really be effective on two, at the most, two social media. And I would include podcasting as well. Um, the idea that you're going to be effective on three, four different social media networks in any shape or form, apart from just doing general distribution of. Repurpose. Oh, yeah, not if there's only one of you. Um, is, yeah. yeah, if there's only, obviously, if you've got a team, obviously, that's totally different. Um, but um, if there's only one of you, the idea that you can be effective then on more than two social networks, you're totally deluding yourself. Um, yeah, you- I want to jump in with a piece of advice here. Uh, because some people, they think, well, I'm just going to make one piece of content and put it on all these places. It doesn't really work like that. You know what? I'm not going to, that's not going to motivate me to pick up my phone, go on Instagram and click follow and subscribe. If I get the same thing there that I get over here, uh, you have to, and the top creators, they all know this. It's a new job. If they want to go the, the IGTV route, they have to go and make specific content for that. Obviously, you're forced to with the different uh, the vertical, uh, aspect it's ratio. It's vertical, uh, isn't it? Which yes. Is- yeah. Uh, You know, but there's so many, it's like, take your pick, right? Like email. If I want someone to subscribe to my email list, I have to provide something unique there to give them a reason to it, to do that. YouTube, Facebook. So there's all these different, different things that you have to create unique content for. It's like a new job, man. Forget that for me. Anyway. What do you recommend? Uh, I think it's, I, I think it doesn't make any difference. Um, So, so what, what what we're witnessing is Facebook trying trying to catch up with uh, YouTube, uh, with Google, right? Yeah. Like yeah. like it's nothing. We're like we're getting wrapped around it. We're like, oh, we should we be here? Should we be there? Like they're having some epic like media war. Like who gives who gives a shit, right? Like like they're 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 doing what they're doing. If something becomes um, a popular platform for the audience that I care about great. I'll, I'll, I'll use their platform. Right. But like, um, like do something innovative, Instagram, like you did something innovative. Instagram is really good at copying things. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they copy stuff from Snapchat. And yet, you know, there are a lot of people on Instagram. So that uh, method has been more or less working for them. Yeah. But, but what, what I'm saying is like, for me to get really excited about it, like, do something, do something interesting besides like 
hey, now we're going to have longer video. Like, who cares, right? Like, uh, and, and there you get some voice cracking. That was fun. But, but like, who cares, right? It's, it's just video. Like, it's not, it's not interesting. Like, make a beam it to my brain and then, like, and then, like, you know, make it virtual reality through my phone waves or whatever. Like, and well, whatever. this is Facebook. They, they, they're probably attempting to do that <laughs> and, yeah. to, and to scrape the inside of your brain while they're at it. And by, and by the way, while, while, I'm, while I'm going off on, on Instagram, you guys got me on a good day where I'm drinking a lot of coffee. Yeah, um, that is. I thought, was, uh, I thought it was something stronger for myself. Uh, I, I think, I think um, like, I don't need another app. So stop giving me more apps. Like, yeah, that's a good point. That I don't is need a good creator point. app. I don't need now. I've got a YouTube creator app and a and a YouTube app, and then I've got a, a Instagram creator app or whatever the hell they're calling it, and and a, and an Instagram app, and and like, just stop. Like, yeah, that's a great point. Actually, that thanks for that, Mendel. That's just a great point. They just go bloody app crazy, aren't they? Freaking. Mendel has just um, just auditioned there for the US version of Grumpy Old Men. I yeah, love it. There we go. There, we go. Um, <laughs> there is only Charlie one. Charlie Ward Grange, man. All right, folks. Uh, by the way, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> as you, as you, you sweetly so pointed out, Lee, there's only one Grumpy Old Man on this show. Uh, um, so uh, um, we're going to go for. Can, can I have one last point about RGTV before we go to break? Then. The yeah. discovery interface is terrible, so you can't actually find anyone in there anyway. So it's got a long yeah. ways to go. So long live YouTube. Anyway, go. Yeah, it's a, that's another great point as well. And people say, well, I heard people saying, well, it's early days. And I thought, myself, how much freaking money has this company got? And how many developers has it got? They, I think they could have done a slightly better job and this to start off with, but there's me being that grumpy old man again, isn't it? Uh, um, so we're going to go for our break, folks. We've got some more great stories. The panel on fire. Uh, um, it's just been a great discussion so far. We'll be back in a few moments. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast we're coming back folks we've had a great discussion um on to the next story um oh yeah learn the simple tactics i use to rank oh god go on Lee. for number one for my online marketing john you gotta pay for this now so why tell us more about this this post john Sure thing. So this is a this is a post. I, I swear I read this uh, a long time ago. There's no date on this, but this is by uh, Neil Patel, the plagiarist. Yeah, big deal, Neil. Um, <laughs> the man that copies every story on the internet. Oh, uh, not everyone, but but yeah, he's 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 known for that. Um, so it's really interesting. So he it, this is kind of a humble brag article. On hey, I'm I'm ranking number one for this very competitive term. Neil Patel, humble brag. Yeah, yeah. I don't think like the two words really go together, really, do they? Yeah. I? I believe that's the point of the phrase. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I'm not going to interrupt anymore. Sorry. It's, it's 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 modern slang for for you know false humility. I'm just like, out of all this. On the back, don't break your arm. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but definitely. So there is some good tips in here about. Uh, you know, focusing on stuff that's already ranking. If you're already on page one or two for something, focus on those pages and make them better. Uh, actually doing keyword research, uh, looking at Google Search Console. And what you really want to do is, is you want to drive impressions up because the more impressions of a result that you get, the more words that you rank for uh, in that article, the different types of phrases that that result comes up for the more chances you are going to have of people clicking that. And if you beat the click through rate for a specific uh, position, 
then Google will, you know, push you up a little bit higher. Uh, one thing that gets really super glossed over in this article and what I want people to pay attention to is if like 90% of this article is focused on keyword research and improving your page and this, that. he not only ranks number one for this, for online marketing uh, with the quick sprout article, but also he has another article on this site that ranks number two. I want to go down to the, the fourth part of this uh, where he kind of just mentions, you know, getting backlinks from uh, different places. You have to have good content. I just actually put out a video on this on YouTube. Go look it up. The biggest misconception in SEO. But uh, the page that ranks number one for online marketing, it's not just content. He has 10,000 links from 824 different domains. So that also plays as big a part as the content. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, I, I have to say that I get a lot of emails that follow the pattern that he recommends for, for yep. people. And, I, you know, psh, delete, delete, yep. delete, delete. They only need one or two percent, if they, it, but if they just hammer Well, it yes, like, like any form of spam, as long as you send it to enough people, if, if only a tiny percentage respond, it's still enough. Yeah, I was going to ask Adam, you know, you, you um, went on a bit of a rant around Yoast lately, didn't you, Adam? And um, I'm getting fed it's up. It's so with, easy to do. I'm getting fed up with all these updates from Yoast. I actually, I actually, I thought you were being a little bit hard on them and then... All these freaking updates, all the freaking... They don't do any freaking quality assessment. I've just had enough of it, really. I've, I've, I've actually been testing well, something else called... What's it called? Squirrely. I can't pronounce it. Squirrely. Squirrely, yeah. I've been looking at that, maybe. What, what a, Sounds what like what happens after a curry. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like a, uh, sounds like a dubstep artist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, where do they get these names from? This is what I want to know. Um... Would have mentioned. Have you had any other thoughts after your little um, your little rant about Yoast? Well, you know the the feelings that I have about Yoast were amplified after I put the video up, pointing out this problem and how you know they didn't really make the effort that I think they should have made to let. Because really, they don't know. care. They don't care. Fuck, do they? Oh yeah, because you you're obviously embarrassed. You want to sweep it under the rug, uh, but then if you look at my video and you read the comments, there's so many people that had this happen to them. They actually saw my video because they didn't hear because they weren't properly notified or they weren't notified in a way that was effective. So they saw my video. They were shocked. They looked. This, their their site was uh, had the bug. And, uh, you know, they were, were saying, well, why did my rankings go down? Now I know. Now I know why my rankings went oh, down. Hold on, Adam, so, Adam, why did you post a video? Did you contact Yoast? <laughs> I, why would I need lame, to contact? Because, because it's lame if you don't, right? Like, like you, you should contact the, the developer, right? Because I, I heard two people talk about, like, what what sort of jerks they are. But, like, like like I know Yoast, right? Um, and I know, I know how stressed out they were about, um, uh, whenever, whenever there's a bug, right. They get stressed out. Um, uh, and, and it's like, it's, it's kind of like going on Twitter and like yelling at a company before you actually call them and say, Hey, can you fix this problem? Or what's going on, or or why got why don't you guys care, right? So well, in Adam's well, defense, this was after it had all happened, and he was educating yeah, people. Uh, you got to understand the context. They yeah. knew about this for three months. They didn't say anything about it. They had professional SEOs telling them on Twitter, telling them in blog posts, telling them on Facebook. There's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. And it took them two. It was like two and a half months to acknowledge the problem come up with a solution and have some kind of secret way of letting people know just so they could say they let people know, but they didn't really let people know because most people did not know. So my reaching out to them wouldn't have affected anything because they already had professionals in the field reach out to them uh, on this issue. But I totally hear what you're saying about if you find a bug, you reach out. The problem yeah, is one of hundreds of professionals found a bug and reached out. Can I just, like, just can I quickly say something, Mendel? I, I know where you're coming from. I think 
if it was a security bug, you know, um, that in the area of security, I would totally agree with you, Mendel. To, you know, there have been some occurrences of that where people have found a security bug in either a very popular plugin or in the core WordPress, and they're like just given like one day's notice and then they're gone public. I, I think that's totally out of order and I would totally agree with you, Mendel. I, but I, I've got to agree more with Adam about this. Um, the only thing, the only thing when, I, when I watched your video, Adam, is um, I thought the actual bug wasn't that extreme when you got into the nitty-gritty, but you've just said you had loads of comments of, from people and it did affect their SEO and their position and also I've got to say Mendel um, Yoast have got a track record for this and it ain't freaking very good Um, and I'm just getting fed up with all these updates from them you know for God's sake surely they (laughs) only do one update one month or something you know not eight you know I I have no idea how many updates they've pushed out what do you reckon Lee Wait, hold on. Hold on. I just want to respond to you really quick. Uh, Lee, I'm sorry. But I like, I like your post on Facebook. I dig that because you're, you're stirring up controversy. It's good. Um, I I get what you're saying. I I hear where you're coming from. And I believe that if, if there's a product that you're frustrated with, um, and, and they continuously do things that, that bother you, then, then, then don't use their product. Right. But, but I also think it's important for uh for somebody to contact the company and say listen i got a like i got a problem with how this is going down um and if they come back with a response and the response is hey listen we don't really care right um then i say like that that sucks but um but it's never been the response i've gotten in support and the people that have the people that have um submitted support requests and actually talked about these issues. Um, I can't think of uh, one business in the WordPress space that I've done business with, paid business with, that um, that has come back and said, "I don't care about your your issue. Or I don't care that you're struggling with the product. Um, you know, go go fly a kite." So that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying that like no, they're right I, or wrong I think or whatever. You're totally I'm saying, right. like, yeah, I think, I you're think right. we, we all owe it to the people that we're buying products from as, as, uh, to, to talk to them about it, whether it's Microsoft, uh, you know, a gargantuan company like that, or, or a family-owned company like Yoast, right? I, I think we have a responsibility to talk to the companies, find out the, find out the background and, and, and get information back from them. And if we don't like uh, if we don't like their answer, um, then then ditch them. And if and if uh, and if it's hurting our business, then then ditch them. Right? Um, I I happen to think that you'd probably get a pretty favorable response. Yeah, I, I follow what you're saying because the couple of times I've approached Yoast, even on the on their free you know the WordPress forum, they have replied and it's been sensible replies. Well, what do you reckon, Lee? Well, I have no idea how we got onto Yoast. Um, I, decided to go, I decided to go that direction. That's <laughs> well, I just want to answer Neil Patel's post for a start off. Um, and I just think all those these sorts of posts are way, way too much information. And the average entrepreneur in the world either just wants to pay someone to help them with their SEO or just wants to get on doing the important things in life, which is building up relationships and doing business with people. Uh, and I get really sick of these really big, long articles about how to game the system and get all of these amazing growth hacks and that from guys who are very rich, who have a big team working for them. And I think it creates um, this <clears throat> myth that we all have to be somehow freaking superhuman and always looking at our data and always testing and all of that sort of stuff. So just Going full circle onto Neil Patel's album. Uh, album? Oh, he should release an album. That'd be interesting. His post. Um, I, I I just roll my eyes whenever I see this. Sort I'm of stuff. gonna obviously. Yeah. I, I'm gonna throw back to you the obvious here, but you 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 made a whole episode about looking at your social media analytics. I did, but not this this sort of ridiculous stuff. You look at your analytics and you see what's working, but not this. Uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of links, keyword research, four hundred and seventy something. <laughs> 
It's just ridiculous. Who cares? It's it's, it's just ridiculous. Uh, well, so, yeah, I, I suppose it depends on what you're what you're going to get out of it. I mean, I think I think Lee's right that you know, in in most cases, you're probably you know, many many businesses are going to get far more benefit from their personal relationships with other people yeah. than they are from putting that much time That's and effort into, into yeah, messing up. But some of them, if you remember, my my money is. Exactly, and my um my entire article, uh, sorry, my entire podcast, mate, was yes, look at your numbers, but it's all about engagement. That's not what this boy's talking about. He's talking about pushing people down a funnel and selling them stuff, and I hate that sort of thing. But anyway, yeah, um, I think you've made a that's great. what grind my gears. Yeah, it's I true. could be a mental too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that sort of a British thing? Not like uh, ragging on uh, British folks, but isn't there sort of like this? Not ask for the sale, not be pushy, salesy type of thing. Uh, is that kind of a British? <laughs> yeah, we we punch salesmen in the face. If you if 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 you no, put no, no, me, Adam, in that's like, an everybody but you thing. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I was, oh, if I'm in a car okay. shop, I get stressed. People like to buy and hate to be sold to. Yes, I like I like it. I, I buy from nice people. Uh, right, but I think you made uh, a really great point there um, about how misleading in some way these kind of articles are, Lee, because, you know, he's wealthy, he's got an enormous team. It's like Vanacek, you know. They come out of this stuff, and what they don't tell people is that, well, I've got almost 80 people working for me, knocking this stuff out. Of course I'm going to get success and wealth, because um, obviously at some stage they didn't have 80 people, and they were more... More similar to their target. Yeah, but, but, but Gary, but that was Gary V is freaking fixated. Um, you know, mo- mo- most people do, exactly. do not That's have the, light way the man's temperament. <laughs> if I have 60 seconds here, Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. like if you go and look at his early stuff, it's amazing where he's talking about giving like 51% of the relationship to get the 49 back and the one is greater than zero video. Those are like the peak. Of, to me, that's the peak Gary Vaynerchuk. But ever since he opened this uh, Vanner Media agency, a lot of this stuff that it's it's almost like this hero worship stuff. And I think that a lot of his videos, like recently, where it's like I'm the sun and you have to orbit me. If you orbit me, you're going to soak up all this knowledge. It's like, come on, dude. And it, it's like, yeah, millennials are just so lazy. It's like millennials are not lazy. Lazy is not defined by a generation at all. Um, it. it to me, it, you have to realize that some of these videos where it's like, yeah, work for free for somebody for like six months and yeah. then you'll, you'll get in their good graces and you'll get a break. That is not aimed toward you and me. That is aimed toward his staff yep. and ramp. He's yep. basically saying he wants free staff. Yeah. <laughs> Can you blame him? People, people don't get it. It's you not aimed to, toward you. It comes to work for me for free as well. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, we live in interesting times, to say the least. It really. Oh, oh yeah. I just want really to. Exciting. Right. So um, I just I just introduced the um, Yoast because I thought it was linked to this 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 whole thing, and um, we got Adam on the show, so I thought I'd stir it up. There we go. Um, um, well, should I go with number four? Should I go with number five? I don't know. What do you reckon this story? Anybody wants to run with this one? LinkedIn taps Microsoft language skills for new trends. Oh, fuck it. I've had enough of that title. It's anyway. boring already, mate. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> interesting notion, and, and it shows, you know, some of where LinkedIn is, is, or where Microsoft is taking LinkedIn, but I don't know how much there is for us to talk about with it. No, all right. So you, that's that one out. I had a brain fart. I apologize. Come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God! Hey, let's talk about Yoast again. <laughs> oh God! Thank you. This guy. I'm actually more interested in mobile web design. Yeah, this guy. This go for it. How mobile web design affects local search and what to do about it. Who was to start off with this? Do you want to quickly go for it, John? Go on. Yeah, I'll just give you the just thirty second view. I mean, basically, a lot of this stuff that's in this article is not only good for mobile, but it's going to be good for desktop. And in fact, I mean, really, if you're not designing for mobile first uh, at this point, I I don't know what to do with you because uh, more people have mobile phones than anything else. Everybody on earth is a phone. You know, a lot of this stuff is common sense. Like use Schema. 
I mean, if you use Yoast, uh, you're going to have schema. Um, designing your metadata. I mean, honestly, like Google gets a lot of this information anyway in the knowledge graph. They know that you're a business. They know where your locations are from other things beyond schema. I think schemas, it can help, but I, I think it's people give it a lot more powers than it actually has. What's that? What's well, that? it's, sorry, sorry. you know, five, five or six years ago, schema was really a magic bullet, but yeah. that was then. And yeah. what's schema. The, what's the, schema, yeah, schema. Come on, guys. Yeah, but what's this? You're a yeah. schema and a dreamer. It, it is actually a, a longy in schema. Uh, um, email, I'll call it. Um, but I, I just want to quickly interject yeah. you on what's this? What, what's the name of this um, Google um, technology? These pages they make. What's it? Oh, uh, the AMP. AMP. And yeah. I was talking to another SEO um, person that I know. That's a friend of mine, and he he's just going on and on. And he's he's the third SEO individual I've been doing work for with as that just goes on a bend how great is and I I think it's the I think it's evil incarnated you know I I I I I think it's one of the worst freaking ideas that Google's come out in a long while. Which was actually what I was gonna say what really on a practical level is designing for mobile first meaning you know nobody does it I can tell you that because nobody does it, Adam. That's why you'd be amazed. We're in 2018, Adam, and you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed the couple of clients that that I work with, with John's help, that are, um, and they never even discuss it, Adam. It's quite amazing. Um, we try and bring it up and dies on deaf ears. But you'd be amazed, Adam. Absolutely amazed. No, a lot of this stuff in here is just common sense. You know, it's... He's frozen. I think he was... He's such a state of shock that you could cope with it, John. But it's like, you know, have a map, have locations, you know, just think geotargeting. I mean, these are like pretty basic things. I was going to ask... The thing is, there's a lot of people that don't know what they don't know. So yeah, these are yeah. Really I mean, Smashing Magazine is good at doing these kind of thorough treatments of stuff where, you know, if you've done any of the development or if you've thought about doing it, then it seems like, well, yeah, this is obvious. And yet, you know, the stuff that's obvious to us isn't obvious to everybody. And given the number of people who are like barely considering mobile at all, never mind first in, in their yeah. designs, clearly there's still a need for some education about this. Oh, yeah. Well, I can tell you this. I mean, I work with like, you know, and I'm not really doing it like at this point, but over the last, you know, five years or so, when I work with different agencies across the map, None of them do mobile designs. It was always came down to, oh, okay, you're building it out. Here's our Photoshop. And mobile first design was like never, ever a thing that was like, you know, on yours truly to figure out. Um, so I can tell you, I don't see that happening, you know, in, you know, web design at all still. So it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite amazing. Mendel, you got any thoughts about this at all? And nope. No, got no. <laughs> have some more coffee. Um, no, no, I'm out on this one. I, you know, I gotta give a little reprieve. Otherwise, right. Lee's gonna keep posting uh, <laughs> trash talking on 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 Facebook. On Facebook. <laughs> uh, uh, I know. I, I know, well, Lee. I, I know you do a bulk of your works for other uh, graphic designers agencies, yeah. but does but that's a good point, really. Um, does mobile the mobile first discussion is that number it's, one? It's really, or is it, it is really fashionable for agency agencies to say mobile first, <clears throat> but they don't. Do I have no idea what that means. Exactly. Yeah, so say like, mobile first. It's a buzzword. It it's a buzzword. People. It is absolutely a buzzword. People don't necessarily design for for mobile. In fact, it, it's more common to receive all of the designs as desktop, and then we are asked to simply make the decisions as developers. Oh on yeah. What it do I, I if mean, it goes you know, down. forget mobile first. Get, getting. Mm designers to, to do mobile at all uh, is is tough and and i've heard from some of the designers that their clients don't want it mm. you know it's, it's it's their clients are asking them for for desktop mm. designs and not for you know give me three views of this or or let's start with how this look is going to look on a phone because <laughs> that's where um, at least half of our people come from but they this should be sort of article not. to go to the client just to educate them as well yeah don't wait for, for the client yeah 
So yeah. is, does mobile first mean having a separate mobile experience where the main site is, it's not mobile responsiveness, it's a different experience? Is that kind of what we're saying here? Well, it's, it's, it's a mix of the two because, I mean, responsive means that everything will kind of, will automatically kind of flow depending on the width and the height, etc. Um, but actually having some specific decisions is important with regards to the mobile. For example, the call to action front and center right at the very end, I'd have put that right at the very top, is, uh, you know, and your navigation being within view and not making people scroll too much, all of these really obvious things. If you just design something that will automatically stack, you could have a page that's a, a mile long and it's ridiculous. So yeah, right. and, there are and, things that people should do that don't. Right. But yeah, I mean, I mean, really, I think what mobile first is about is basically what direction you write your CSS in. Uh-huh. Do you okay. start with the mobile and then add media queries for desktop, which is mobile first, or do you start with the desktop and add media queries for mobile? And if you start with the mobile version and, and you know, that's the, that's the core of things and that's what you're thinking about, you know, to begin with and then say, well, then, okay, if I have more space, how do I then lay this out? Uh, you know, it is going to change the approach you take because of just those, those things that Lee says where, you know, people who are designing for the desktop first aren't necessarily thinking, especially if they're not, you know, if they're designers who don't write CSS, they're, they're not thinking about, oh, well, you know, what's going to most naturally happen is that this thing over here in the sidebar that I want to be really prominent and, and, and visualizing as being, you know, paired with this thing in the main content area is actually going to end up on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And you know, people aren't going to going to see it. And you know, I can't put necessarily all of my calls to action and and, and ads over in the sidebar because folks might not get to it. I need to have stuff integrated into the uh, into the content area, or I need to have certain things that only show up on my mobile site, um, uh, and you know, certain things that that only show up on the on the desktop site. And it does make a lot of logical sense to, to start with a smaller version first, but it's hard because, you know, designers are not making their designs on their phone. They're making their designs on their 4K screen. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and also to do it right, it will mean more time, more time, more effort means more money. So in some ways it's easier in bandwidth time money I suppose that depends on whether your designer or your developer is more expensive. Exactly. Uh, um, But no, in general, I still say that in money and um, design, it's in the long term, it's a more expensive decision. In the short to medium term, it's easier to take a, a design that's been designed for desktop and have a developer do something that's acceptable but it hasn't really been totally thought out and get it up rather than spend all the time and effort from um, mobile to desktop. That's my Right, opinion. and then they come back and say, why is, why is nobody responding to my call to action? Yeah, well, that's because it's at the bottom of a 40-foot-long screen on their phones. Um, yep, that's it. Sorry, Lee. Of course, there's me saying don't look at the data like, uh, what's his face, Neil Patel, when he's gone ridiculously in depth but this is one time when it is actually a good idea to look at the data so you look at the old website um, and you have a look at what was what are the most popular devices being accessed if you are a local coffee shop you're probably going to have 70% of people actually finding you via their via an app and jumping on your website that way. So it's actually really important that you're mobile friendly. However, like my website, believe it or not, we actually get 95% desktop visits and only 5% on mobile, which is random. But then that's because mostly design agencies are on their 4K screens checking out my website. So it's less important for me to be worrying about mobile friendly than it's going to be for the local coffee shop. You know, it's the same actually on my website, uh, when the same kind of ratio, maybe uh, uh, 90 desktop, 85 desktop, yeah. and the rest mobile. Uh, so I, I do pay less attention to it. Uh, but of course, I do want the experience, no matter what someone's using, to be a good yeah. one. Yes. Right. I think it's been a great show. Really enjoyed it. It's time to wrap it up. Okay, we could clearly talk for another hour, but I'm not sure people want to listen. Uh, uh, I think it's been a good discussion. <laughs> Mendel, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Mendel? Oh, uh, well, hey, really good question. 
Uh, you can go to. I finished finish the show with a good question, did I? <laughs> yeah, one that's not controversial. Uh, so uh, <laughs> check me out at if you will it on Twitter. You can also check me out there on Facebook if that's your thing. Um, and uh, you can see the the cool stuff that I've been up to uh, with my employer GoDaddy um, at GoDaddy.com slash pro. And thanks for coming on the show, Mendel. It's much appreciated. And Adam. And Adam, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Yes, uh, my website's WPCrafter.com. Most of the action's on YouTube, youtube.com slash WPCrafter. The channel just hit 60,000 subscribers a few nice. days ago, and I'd love Ooh, to congratulations. the next one. Thank you, guys. It's great. And um, Adam does a great job on the videos and his live discussions. Uh, I was part of one. Uh, yesterday or the day before it all merges um, and it was a great discussion um, Lee um, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to you can find out more about me on agencytrailblazer.com forward slash podcast because uh, that's where it all happens with regards to me I'm an, uh, not as beautiful as Adam therefore I hide behind a, a, a microphone instead so that's the yeah. best place and he's, um, you've been doing some great podcasts and I've been listening to them and um, you've been doing a great job. We are um, on YouTube, 302 subscribers as of today. Oh, that's really uh, good. <laughs> Instagram's <laughs> winning. <laughs> uh, Sally, Sally, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Uh, you can find me at WPFangirl.com. Uh, you can find the meetup at EastBayWP.com. We're talking about uh, membership uh, plugins at our next meetup in July. And uh, you can, I am at Sally Getch on Twitter. If you can spell my name, you can find me anywhere except Facebook. And John, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Two places. Before I tell you, I want to say uh, keep subscribing to Adam. He only needs 40K to get his silver creator award from YouTube. He's going to be the first one here to get it, so uh, it's inevitable. Uh, two places you can find me, my website, which is LockdownSEO.com, and you can also find my YouTube channel. It's got 84 subscribers, but, you know, hey, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. How do the people find you, Jonathan? Oh, um, go to the WP Tonic website. Go to my YouTube channel, which I think it's got 297 subscribers. Got a bit more journey to go than Adam. Um, but go to, uh, we've got some great materials this month from learning management systems, membership. And the questions are getting people to your membership website. We've got some great articles. I've been knocking them out. And we've got some great content. And join us on this podcast. Um, we have lively discussions. And every Wednesday, I have uh, an individual interview with somebody in the internet world that can offer some insights that help you in your pursuit of building your online business or membership site. That's my, that's my take on it. So we're going to wrap up the show today, folks. It's been a great discussion. I've really enjoyed it. And hopefully you can join us next week. Even join us live at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. I go to the WP Tonic Facebook page and you can watch it live. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.